We are in this thing. Welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast. I'm your boy Dante Credo here with my brothers from another. We all in the building. The gang's all yeah. here. The boys are back in town. I wish I had that music queued up. I would play it right now. The boys are back in town. You know what I'm saying? Big Craig Mac, return of the Mac is here. How you doing, bro? Love, love, respect. Minister P. Shaw, Shaw Duke, how you doing, my man? What's up, what's hey, up, what's hey. up? Mandela. And the, and the crypto master himself, Big E Shabazz, the magic man. What's the going magic on, man? man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you muted. Unmute yourself. Mr. Magic he's Man. That, he's that Prince. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, that was Prince right there. What's up, Prince? He's coming- He's coming to tell everybody good night. <laughs> good night. Good night, son. Happy birthday. Seven. Seven years old. God dang. That's what's up. But man, man, just glad that the family's all here. And I really don't have too much of anything to talk about. So, you know, it's what it's it's whatever. I've been paying attention. And not to even start off on, on the serious stuff, but I've been paying attention to the uh the Chauvin trial and I haven't seen any updates yet. And uh just seeing a lot of hearsay of what could and shoulda coulda wouldas and that type of thing. Um you know, I'm yeah. Yeah, I think honestly, Maxine Waters could possibly fuck some things up. Man, not only her, his damn defense team. (laughs) Yeah. His closing arguments should never be three hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, damn, I mean, what we done had the trial. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. I think they might have talked themselves out of a conviction. Uh, I think as far as you know, well, since we are already here, I think that it, it was it was a done deal from the start. Because yeah. the, the defense and everything that they tried to use, you know, well, he was distracted. He couldn't do his job because people were calling him names. Oh, no, you were calling him a bum, so he couldn't do his job. And I was like, yeah. oh, come on, bro. Like, I'm not even rooting for you, but, yeah. like, come on. <laughs> like, come you want on. The thing is, you want it to make sense. Yeah. Right? Right. Like, and we've heard it before. We've heard, you know, the, the officer was, life was in jeopardy and there was a, the situation required a higher level. You want it to make sense. The only problem is mm-hmm. it don't make sense. Yeah, this this trial don't. Uh, to be yeah, honest, it, I don't see why he didn't take a deal from the gate. Because what deal, what deal is he gonna take, Craig? Anything yeah, better yeah, yeah, than yeah, this conviction? Wasn't that offer? It, it really ain't nothing. He, he has no reason to take a deal. Listen, they charging this man with second degree, third degree murder, second degree manslaughter. That's three charges for the same death. But it, the only yeah. deal he could have took is if they would have dropped it to manslaughter and he would have just been like, okay, I plead out or whatever. 
But the fact his the the defense was trying to get him off a second degree murder trial. Really, the only other way you could the 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 tape shows him kneeling on the man's neck. Their best defense was using he was intoxicated or their life was threatened in the beginning, and the video didn't show. I'm just speaking from a from a a legal yeah yeah, legal standpoint. They could have used different angles, but his defense sort of fucked him over. He really don't have to plead. He could have got off of it, mm-hmm. but his defense might have messed him up. Yeah, but but defense out. <laughs> yeah, got off of the waters because they could have said it was an accidental death, and they took. And if they didn't charge him with manslaughter, you can't charge an accidental death with second degree murder. So they would have right. they would have acquitted him. Yeah. They would have acquitted him. Of if they would have was an accident, yeah, yeah. The only way but, they could have, they would have said, "Okay, well, we'll take the lesser charge of manslaughter." Then you could say, "Well, it was an accident, and he would get charged with manslaughter, and he could get charged with the maximum." But accidental death is not a second degree murder charge. That just saying right, you, right. Didn't have the, you just didn't have the intent to kill him. Yeah. So that's but like you just said. Maxine Waters and us stupid ass yeah. gave him a nice little boost because the, the judge was like, you know, stuff can be appealed, whatever the, the verdict may be, it, it can be, you know, uh, amended or, or, you know, I don't want to say changed, but, yeah. you know, tweaked a little bit because she basically talked, it's, so some people... I, I honestly, I put Maxine Waters in that same category of your Al Sharptons and your Jesse Jacksons type of thing to where, you know, she makes a lot of money victimizing black people or yeah. reminding yeah. black people that you're victims type of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, she plays that game where every, each and everything like, you know, it, it's this stark reality where both people are delusional one side one side is like racism is everywhere and the other side is like racism doesn't even exist racism is a myth but she is starkly on that side of each and everything that happens to you is because of white supremacy and racism and she with a stupid ass and went out there got in front of a camera and was like oh you need to be take to the streets and be more confrontational and you know how people are going to take that and then on top of that you just you just you just not even three months ago talked about how Donald Trump was an insurrectionist and he called the rise on Washington. Yep. And now you're getting on camera telling people to take to the street. Yeah. So I so, I, I, I don't the time we're talking that goddamn train comes by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's Wait, almost, it's, it's, right on cue. Every time we talk, it's a train coming by. It's a recurring theme. So people know, all right, we're going to talk and we're going to hit that train somewhere along the line within that. <laughs> but it's all good, though. But yeah, like, like it's just a, a a blatant display of hypocrisy. Because like you said, when, when January 6th happened and those fools rioted at the Capitol and, and put shit on the wall and pissed on the floors and did all that stupid shit, you know, she was like, no, nah, you incited a riot. You know, you should be impeached and da 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 She was right at the forefront. So exactly. her response now when people was like, like, what's up? What are you doing right now? Oh, I will not be bullied. You won't bully me. I know my, like, shut up. 
Shut up. Exactly. I, I don't think it's going to take a huge difference or cause a huge thing, but I think it will be uh, factored in. I think it definitely be factored in. So, like, you're basically pressuring, you know, either a whatever we want or we're going to riot. And I'm like, uh, okay. Well, he has a he has a jury, and the jury has yeah. been sequestered. So that means they can't watch TV and see what's okay. going on. Okay, good. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's so, true. That's true. So, but the thing with that being said is, though, somebody's gonna get that information to him. Yeah, I, I would believe. Yeah, yeah, I would think so because I know you're not supposed to have a cell phone, but somebody got a phone up in there. Somebody, something. Somebody got something. So, you know. But I've, I've checked. Now there's there's no, you know, no. I, you no, know what? Uh, if I was going to trial, I would never want to have a jury trial. Yeah, because I don't want to put my faith in like because people are fickle. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because one yeah, thing you say, right. it's and it, even when you trying to choose a jury, you can you the defense wants a jury that's going to be conclusive to them, and so does the prosecution. Yeah. But you really, those people really have their mind made up once they get up there. Yep. Basically. Yeah. And it's and basically as a defense, you're trying to change their mind or yep. or invite some type of evidence that's not conclusive to the prosecution. Like I, I would just rather take my chances with the judge. Like or either yeah. and, and, but you know what? That's what hurts us too, because it hurts so many young black men pleading out and getting these yeah. records and stuff like that that they can't get off their record. I mean uh-huh. I, that system is just a lose lose situation, especially for black men. Let me let me chime in on that on just that comment in itself. I mean, because it's like a like like you said a lose lose because they 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 hit you with a bogus, they hit you with a plea, not knowing that some people be in jail for like two or three years. Then you make them take a plea to something they may have or may have not did, but it may be like a so many amount of charges. Like you mean to tell me if I go to trial you're gonna give me thirty years, but you willing to let me settle out? For ten or let me settle out for fifteen. Who's gonna t- who's gonna take that that risk when all you need to be That's is charged? Nobody, nobody, yeah. will. nobody yeah, will. Nobody will. But it, but a plea deal is a win win for everybody. Really, it's supposed to be a win win. Supposed to be. I mean, I mean, you win as far as the time, and they win as, as in they get that charge up under up under their belt. But, yeah, yeah, they get a, they exactly. You know, but that's just part of the game. So it's like, but yeah. is it really? It's it's a no. win win for for the state for the for prosecutor the state, for, the and prosecutor. for the defense you know even for the defense depending on you know what whatever if he if, uh, yeah because he might be because, he might be oh, one of those, it's, uh, it's a win win for the defense too because unless unless he's a unless he's a, uh, a paid attorney yeah unless he's a court right. appointed he done got his money yeah right exactly so <laughs> exactly so the only one lose is is the actual the actual defendant Not, yeah you're gonna lose with that team, time right. but. So, but th- this is what they do. Is is it's like a, a aim high. We're gonna go for it because you know, of course, those points. I'm not sure exactly how they 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 stack up, but they stack up. So yeah, we're gonna aim yeah. high, and then but then we're gonna aim for the middle, but say that's the plea. And then like, yeah. okay, no, we're gonna charge you with this crazy charge, but if you plead out for this one, which is honestly should be like what what you should be going to trial for anyway. Yeah, but you know, we're gonna aim high. Have you, you know, settle here towards the middle, so to speak, and then you you, you plead out thinking, well, you know, instead of doing 30, I'll, I'll do 15, but nah, and that's why, and, and that's, that's why I never get because, be, yeah, 
Because basically, you're doing time for them to do their job. Like, they're going to give you 30 years because now they got to work. Now they got to uh -huh. investigate. Now they got to go research. What you mean? Like, you was okay with somebody getting 15 years. You okay with that. But uh -huh. they, but you feel if you feel like they're guilty, give them the whole 30. If you feel like they're guilty, give them 30. We don't. They don't teach us how the court system works. They that high amount of time. That high amount of time is basically if you don't take that plea deal, and they got to put all those man hours in. They gonna take it out your ass when you sitting in that jail yeah, cell. Exactly. The taxpayers, yep. the taxpayers are exactly. being so. That's how that works. That's the reason why a plea is good. It's good for everybody, but it's still not good for the person who's taking a plea. You have to do that right. time. You know what exactly. I mean? So. Yeah, so. I mean, it's a, especially when it comes to drug charges and shit like that, man. Like we, just African American men, man. I just we it that. I would, but I mean, we we talk about stuff, man. We talk about protesting. That's why I'm such against protesting and rioting, man. Because we always rioting, rioting and protesting the wrong shit. Yeah, you're not like if if Chavin gets off, we'll be in the streets rioting. Be quiet yep. for two weeks until the next nigga shot in the streets, and then we're gonna ride again. Gonna but nobody's again. trying to, nobody's riding or protesting the legislation. The legislation yep. is what needs to change. Yes, because these dudes are following the law. <laughs> exactly, that's <laughs> the point. Following the law, so it's like you like same way with with Dante Wright. So everyone's going at the officer who mistook her gun for a taser or whatever. Yeah. So, oh my God, you know, blah 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 blah, and then okay. Kim Potter goes to jail or whatever happens to her, but the instance or the practice or what caused that incident to happen, there's nothing changing there. So nope. it, it's it's like what Craig talked about uh, a few pods ago when we talked about qualified immunity. It's like, especially now, it's, you know, the state and the union is like, oh, this the person y'all looking for? All right, here you go. Here's, here's Kim Potter right here. And then Okay, offer up on the silver platter. Y'all get uh, satisfied with whatever little BS charge they're going to give her anyway, and we're still going to beat y'all over the head when we see. But you know so what that? You know what happens with that though? You cannot sue the city, right? That quality, that I like. I want it. Like if you ain't, if I can't get the conviction, I want the money. Uh huh. And so, so what's going to happen is you go. Okay, well we'll we'll charge her. Well, we'll do that the jury of her peers. Uh, you know what I'm saying, convicted. Well, now she has an all white jury, all white females. Yep. Oh, well, we, she's not guilty. Well, guess what? We can't sue the city now, and we don't have our guilty charge. Exactly. And she's, she's right back out getting her pension. So, uh -huh. again, we're not protesting the legislation. The legislation is what needs to change. And that's how I feel. But another aspect of why I completely agree with you, why I like this rioting and protesting shit. Uh, while I understand it, but I'm not really with it per se because yeah. I feel like once again, we over here mad and complaining about white people accepting us, right? So it was like, okay, for example, y'all heard about the army sergeant that was uh, that was getting up in the black dude's face that was walking around the neighborhood and yeah. the black yeah. people in response like showed up at his house pulled up whole crowd and they were you know protesting at his house it was like i understand it but the reason they did it i don't rock with it and what yeah, i'm saying yeah. is it's like okay the story of that that is which i, I should have put a video together but you know people should know it by now 
Um, the army sergeant, I think his name was Jonathan something. Um, the actual story started with the black guy and his white girl that was in the neighborhood um, got into some sort of argument or whatever. The white girl screamed and accused the dude of sexual assault, which wasn't the case, but that's what she tried to do. She went to this guy's home for help. Quote unquote. And so as he was walking in the neighborhood, pointed him out, and then that's how that confrontation ha- happened. Uh, they went because the things he said, you know, you don't belong in this neighborhood. Get out of my neighborhood. Yo, you causing trouble. You don't belong here. Oh, I'm about to fuck you up. Blah, 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 blah. So th- th- they get incited over the fact of, oh, my God, you said I don't belong here. Oh, racist, racist, racist. And so they yeah. show up at his doorstep. Nah, y'all should have showed up at his doorstep of saying, you know, nah, not so much of, oh, my God, you don't think we belong here. But no, you fuck with one of ours. You fuck with all of us. Like yeah. that, that sentiment is what I wish that they would have assembled in front of his house for. No, we are yeah. community. We are one. You fuck with one, you fuck with all of us. We don't give a fuck what you think about we belong, where you liking us, you accepting us. Like that's the thing that pisses me off so much about the black community in of itself. Because you know, we we're trying to convince white people to accept us. And it's like we shouldn't be screaming black lives matter and shit like that to white people. We should be saying that to ourselves, mobilizing for ourselves. Uh, grouping together for ourselves and doing shit for ourselves because well, like like th- this whole thing of waiting for the next person to be racist so we can video record them and hope the shit go viral like that that shit whack like it's, it's it I like that shit done like I feel like we should be way beyond that because honestly racism isn't going away like I mean I mean because racism I mean racism is profitable profitable but that brings me back to the point you was just saying this is like it just here in Chicago, like a couple of days ago, that 13 year old that got killed. Yeah, yeah. It was about to ride in the streets. Mm-hmm. But just Sunday, a seven year old girl got killed in the drive by at McDonald's. Not yeah. one black person in the streets protesting that shit. Yeah. So, right, exactly. If, you, if you're going to be protesting stereotypical stuff, then let's start in our communities as well. You know what I'm that's, saying? Like, that's yeah. tragic. Because we, we, like I understand it's apples and oranges per se, but it's still fruit. You know, if, if that makes tree. sense, it's like it's still an issue. It's yeah, still it an is. issue because of like, yeah, the, yeah, we're protesting, you know, agents of the state that's that's killing us. But we gotta because we need to understand black people, and I'm hoping that in some point in time that a lot of people lays lays ears on this nobody's coming to save us. And that's the problem we have is like, we listen to these dumbass politicians who who's, who's always just making us the football in this political game. They don't give a shit about us. Not at all. And they don't care what happens to us. You got a whole organization that raised a hundred million dollars and off of your trauma, off of your pain, your, and you done protested, you done rioted, you done, you know, screamed, hollered, got shot by rubber bullets and, and tussled with police, got arrested, zip tied and, and got shot in the face with rubber bullets and all this type of shit. And they just went and bought four million dollars worth of homes in California in a 98 percent white neighborhood. They don't care about y'all. We got to do this shit for ourselves. Because, yeah, well, you, I'm, so I'm sure you're like, talking about that, right? 
Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. That joke was big around. Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. Like stuff like that, man. It's just man. So, in a lose-lose situation every time and every single time because it's even though we are justified in trying to hold the government and these policymakers accountable for shit you know like reparations stuff like that yeah we have a very justified argument for why we should expect and receive those things but at the same time we're expecting the very people who wronged us to save them. And that's absolutely that ridiculous. It's absolutely yeah. stupid. It's not going to work. It's not going to work because they understand if we give y'all this black community with billions, like a trillion dollars worth of spending money and you know, spending power within our, our economy, we give y'all an actual economic base, then it's going to fuck up a lot of shit for a lot of people. And it's like... You know, I just, I just understand. I, I know people are kind of waking up. I feel like it's not fast enough because it's like we all have a cell phone. You all see this shit happening, but y'all still perpetuating shit, and that's the thing that frustrates me. Because and why, you know, I, I want to be like, okay, I'm done with the talking. Let me find out what I can do to offer some solutions, at least to my community, and hopefully there there will be someone with this mindset in communities you know throughout you know america or whatever that we can do some change because it starts on the ground it starts on the ground but you know it, it's can i chime it's in? crazy yes sir what's yeah. up so you know I, I i'm not trying to play devil's advocate or anything yes you are yes you are here we go when they say we ain't playing devil's advocate they play exactly devil's what you doing yeah. i'll just mess with but, you but, but what, I, what i will point out is that we're not playing a game where it's designed to have a different outcome. Let me preface yeah. that by saying when we say we want change, the opposition sees that as we're taking something from them. From them. So if yeah. this is a game and we're all trying to win the game, let's call it monopoly, right? To have a monopoly means literally that you're making all the profit, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. So there can only be one and everybody else has to lose. Yes. So when you look at this country, it was never designed for the black man to be safe, to be profitable, to be uh, fruitful. It wasn't designed that way. Now That's we're right. trying to change the design of this machine. It wasn't even designed for poor white people. It wasn't. Right. So we're it's not I don't I don't even want to call it an uphill battle because that that would define that there would be the top. Like we can make it to the yeah. top. It listen, I, I, I get it. We all want change, we want reform, and we're all saying we need to do for ourselves. You can't be my suppressor and my savior, right? Mm -hmm. But that's the game plan. That's the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I can keep you in a perpetual state of needing me, then I dictate what you do. Yeah. If I can dictate how you live your life, I can dictate how you make your money. I can also dictate who you pay. So is that right back to that point that I always make? It's not really us versus them. Is us as the people versus them, the government versus mm -hmm. 
instead of it being black, black versus white is so minimal to what yeah, very, being played. Yeah, very. Listen, they they found a way to profit off of black and white, and let, let me tell you when it became unprofitable with the Civil War. The moment the poor white people could lose jobs going into the West to slavery, mm-hmm. that's when it became unprofitable. When did it become mm-hmm. profitable again? After Reconstruction or after they had to have Jim Crow laws? That's when it became profitable again to have diversion between black and white. As mm-hmm. long as there's a profit to be made off of it, those with power and money, they're going to always push that agenda. Yep. That's where you get your Fox News. Yeah, you you your, know what? And, 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 black, and, and black, black and white is, so much, is more profitable than Christian versus Islam. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like that's the crazy part, but it's still like at this level we still don't see that versus us and our white counterparts. We can't see that it's like they're putting us against each other. Yeah, because it, it's the easiest thing to notice. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's easy to to be like, okay, that you know that's a black person, that's a white person. This white person is this. This black person is this. Hate each other. Now, of course. You you do have your people that have bought into it and are still plugged into the matrix, so to speak, um, and yeah. are still garnered by it. Which, of course, I get those attacks all the time. That you know, I'm I'm a black nationalist, I'm a black supremacist, and blah 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 blah. And then it's like, well, you know, tell me what do what does pro black mean to you? They tell me, and it's like, well, pro black does not mean anti anything else. You know, it's like that's the difference. But all that being said, it's it's a very easy thing to point out because it requires very little effort to perpetuate and to get people ignited, to get people, you know, pointed in the direction you want them to go. So, you know, um, an ideology, a belief, a faith is a little bit harder because you can't easily identify them, especially nowadays because, oh, you know, this, this person's not wearing uh, a turban or is not w- any any type of physical things that you can clearly see the difference of exactly. but you know even then like we talked about in the last part like you know people believe that they're right people believe that they got you know uh they're on the right side but even the church these days as we talked about in the last part the church looks more like America than actually the body of Christ so yeah. Everybody fucked. <laughs> Everybody fucked. So with that said, I do I do have something I want to show y'all. So uh, what do y'all think of this video here? I'm, I'm going to preference a little bit. So, you know, everyone has their opinions about wearing a mask or not wearing a mask and, and um, their opinions on that. Do you, boo-boo? Whatever the case may be. Speaking of uh, people of God, this woman had a problem with wearing a mask, and this is what happened. My God-given right to be here on this planet and you cannot tell me otherwise correct you just lied to me i lied to you about what you said i had to have an id to be here no you gotta That's not identify what I said. yourself oh. when you're legally detained you can play back on your video when you're legally detained you have a duty to identify yourself to a police officer okay so they're saying that i'm no okay there are other well, employees that were would, in the fitting room. i would hope okay other employees well there's also another woman without a mask isn't that interesting how she only okay. picked me? Well, I have nothing to she do with that at all. She picked me, the white person, not the black person wearing a mask. Do you think it's a racist thing? I don't know. We're not it, here to talk about race. Well, you know what? It kind of seems like it's a racist thing when the black woman doesn't have a mask on, but she comes after the white one. 
situation worse? No, you are! By not following the law. First of all, I don't have to identify myself. Yes, you do. Actually, I don't. It's called common law. You should read up on it. I do not. Okay? So we both know that I don't. I am a woman of God. This is my right as much as it is yours. This is my land as much as it is yours. I did not sign up for this. I am a Christian woman of God, and you are not going to put your disgusting rules on me that are false and not true. I will not have it. Do you understand that? I will not have it. I'm sick of being bullied. I'm sick of being lied to, and it's not going to happen anymore. Do you understand? The CDC just released. No. No. He just went over the rest. This that's the quick. Yeah, you know. You know what? All I'm gonna say is, listen. If she would have only oh complied, oh my god, that wouldn't have happened. You know, yeah. All well, she had to she do was not resist arrest. Just you know, and she would only complied. I, you know, I, but, I, and I don't like the fact that she tried to say, you know, um, bring her the whole fact that you know I'm a woman of God. This is my land. This is your land. From you know, I mean, you know, I, I feel like she about to start singing a song and start saying Kumaya, like God was gonna help her at that particular moment, but. Uh-huh. You know, these masks and this pandemic, you know, I, I honestly believe that the un- ultimate unprecedented time was when, you know, when, when Christ went to the cross. You know, it was something, mm-hmm. his crucifixion and resurrection was something that happened and it never happened again. But um, in Matthew, in the seventh chapter, 15 through 20, it talks about bearing good fruit. And it even says, even even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but mm-hmm. a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is cut down and cast into fire. So it's not necessarily about us being fruitful. It's the fact that the tree is jacked up. The foundation is jacked up. The system is jacked up. So, you know, <laughs> you know, each of us are supposed to be able to have good fruit. But, you know, the system that we're living in, and I'm saying it as a as a book, as in everybody, you know, not being mm-hmm. not making a particular person an individual. But right. when you get to that point of not understanding what's going on, not being in and on, I know a lot of people don't really watch the news and stuff like that. And I actually watch it for a brief moment. I don't really get mm-hmm. caught into it too much. I, I think I give it about 20, 30 minutes of my time only because in my head, I say, you know what? I could be doing something else. Yeah. But I would never get to that point of not recognizing that these things exist. And a lot of mm-hmm. people are blind. They don't want to take those scales off their eyes to understand look this goes on and it exists and until you acknowledge it you are part of the problem too yep craig mag what you think what, what you think is going on here with with the karen <clears throat> well it's not shocking that mm-hmm. she thinks the way she thinks because she's probably never been confronted by the police for anything mm-hmm. um so when she tried to throw the religion and everything on it, that's just white privilege uh, at his at his at his best. Yeah. But let, let me say this because when anytime you're in any country, I don't care what country you go to, it has laws, bylaws, rules, and regulations. And when you're on that land, the land that she say you know we're on, right? You have to play by the rules of that land. Mm-hmm. Don't matter if you agree. Nobody asks you that you agree. You consent to follow the law of the land whenever you're on the land or any mm-hmm. country you're in. 
Right. Um, so if the police ask for ID, you you got two choices. You can give them your ID or you don't give them your ID and you risk an escalation. Right. Uh, now, if you're a white woman and you risk escalation, obviously you get the rat and wave for 30 minutes before they put you in cuss and there's a high probability <laughs> you won't be killed. Mm -hmm. But as a black man, shit, that might yeah. cost you your ass right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, I would have oh, given up my ID with the quickness on that one. So and just it, try to keep it moving. So is it, it was crazy because now I'm looking up and I, I'm not saying I'm a full, you know, legal expert or whatever, but she said that I don't have to show you my ID, the police, when you're detaining me, because there's something called common law. Yeah. Common law. Do, do y'all have any idea what she's talking about? I thought common law, common law had to deal with with marriage and people who live together or are together for a certain amount <laughs> yeah, of time. Yeah, certain amount well, of time. I think it, it encompasses laws that are known without being instituted. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. Like, like being detained, it's not, you can legally be detained by police for, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know the time limit, but like being detained means you can't freely go from that point. Right. You're under investigation at that point. Not charged, yeah. but you don't have the right to leave mm -hmm. either. Yeah. So when we, when we say common law, these are applied laws that are not actually on the books per se. Like when you apply it to common law marriage, it uh -huh. only applies when there's a situation where there's not a legal documentation and there's ways to prove you've been living together. I thought one time we looked up common law and then they said like if you go to a hotel room together, don't that make you common law? Yeah, 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 that's true. Yep. Yep. I remember so that. a lot of a lot of these laws are older laws that's been on the books or they're not specific, they're kind of generic. And we can apply them in today's world. Okay, so I am looking it up just for uh, you know accuracy and you know for um, solid information uh, sake. You know there are stop and identify <clears throat> statutes and laws which are enacted in some states. Some states have it, some states don't. So I'm not sure exactly which state she was in, but. Basically, stop and identify statute or laws in several U.S. states that authorize police to lawfully order people whom they reasonably reasonably suspect of a crime to state their name. If there's not a reasonable suspicion that a crime has been committed, is being committed, or is about to be committed, an individual is not required to provide identification, even in these states. Uh, and there's uh, quite a few there, but some have it, some don't. But, but what's the key word? I mean, yeah. but it's almost like that in the Carolinas too, though. Like, they told me a long time ago, if they pull you over, Craig, and I'm in the passenger seat, and they come and ask me for my ID, I don't have to give them my ID. But the key word is reasonable. Reasonable doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. not probable cause, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. They already yeah. have to assume. Assume, yeah. That's that, an assumption, a reasonable assumption. Yeah. I'm driving the car. They say my tail light is out. That's a moving violation. That's reasonable suspicion. Now, if they smell weed on you, then that's giving them probable cause. Now you got probable cause there you go. for right. search. Yeah, yeah. There so you go. when we get to that, but how many times? But how many level, times do they actually really smell weed? 
but that's another Again, story. That's that's <laughs> subjective. That's subjective because mm-hmm. if he smells it, right? If he says he smells it, how are you going to say he don't smell it? Yeah, yeah. So when an officer asks you for your ID, whether you committed a crime or not, you really don't have a legal standpoint to deny it. Right. And they've already showed you what you're gonna what they're gonna do if you don't show it. They're just gonna detain you anyway. Yep, and this is true. So it don't matter what you do. You can say, yeah, um, you know, I, I'm not, I don't have to identify myself or whatever rebuttal you have. They're still going to detain you. Oh, I, I want to search the car. No, I do not consent to searches. Well, I'm, well, hang tight. I'm detaining you. I'm going to search the car anyway. So well, if you say, if you say that, they'll be like, okay. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to call back to the precinct and get this warrant real quick. Hey, then, meanwhile, I'm going to make you sit on that cold concrete. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You sitting on that concrete till they get that warrant to search yep. your vehicle. Yep. Yeah. And so you really, really, basically, at a traffic stop, arguing is not going to get you anywhere but six shots in your back or tased for six yep. minutes. But yeah. understand the stark difference <laughs> of that that interaction with this lady versus what they say the narrative is when it comes to black people. Because they always say that black people are always combative. They never listen. They don't comply. They always resist. But more often than not, you have instances of what this white lady exhibited than what you see from a, a black person fighting with police. And I think I think that would be a very fair assessment to make because every time you see a white person is being stopped, detained or whatever the case may be they're argumentative they're combative they don't listen they don't uh comply they resist themselves but they're always met with patience they're always met with grace and so on and so forth so it's like they might hit you with their car and still get away with it right Mm -hmm. like the very instance i wish i would have got that video but of course you know for those that's listening you can look it up there is an instance that happened like days after the Dante Wright killing up in Minneapolis. Uh, it was a 61 year old man was confronted by cops for whatever reason, but he hit a cop with a hammer, got in his car and uh, rammed into a few police cruisers. There was a police officer hanging on the side of his truck and he drove high speed <laughs> down the highway with this cop hanging on the side of Crazy. his car. And, and guess what? He was, he was, yep. He was not shot. He was not tased. He was not even so much punched. <laughs> they didn't even thump. They didn't even thump it in the throat. <laughs> and they brought that man right on in. So, you know, that's why, like, I, I can't stand the, the double narrative that people uh, run with, just to once again make black people the political football in these talking points. They don't give a shit about you, but. I can talk shit about you or I can, you know, make it out though. You're just this helpless victim when you can't do shit for yourself. So you need our help type of thing. And it's this whole back and forth and not either side give a shit about you. So, you know, I found it funny that the, the entitlement and the privilege that this woman showed um, actually is a great representation of a lot of people <laughs> in white America with how they deal with police. I think once that more of those incidents start happening, then you will see a police reform, though. Uh huh. Or if you start, yeah. saying, listen, listen. If you start, let me say, there's not going to be no police about. reform. That mm-hmm. would imply that they think or understand that they're doing something wrong. No, uh-huh. they, they don't. Think they don't think that. Let me finish. 
they don't think there's nothing wrong when they're doing it to us. But let that stuff that happened to us start happening to a few white count to a few of our white counterparts. Yeah, you see some damn legislation change real quick. Yeah, Trust but here's the funny thing it. about it. You know, they always rebuttal with, well, you know, white people are they're more they kill white people more. There's more white people that's killed, there's more white people that this, that, and the third. Like, well, motherfucker, why aren't you as outraged as we are? Like, why aren't you talking about it or wanting system, you know, want police reform and stuff like that too? Like, what was this a pissing contest? But like, well, we're yeah. getting killed by the cops. Well, we're being killed by the cops more than you. Like, so why aren't you over here? Like, <laughs> like it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Uh, but it's as you said, you know, until the majority, yeah, feels like there needs to be a change, then there's going to be exactly. a change. But right or, now, or we just... those those the the quote unquote white people that are getting killed by the police, those are not the ones that they consider yeah the in crowd as you would right. say. Right, yeah, the, the that, good ones are yeah, part of ones. our you know part of the circle there. Yeah, you know, um because with them there's always just you know there's something wrong, there's you know, just you know, we're fine upstanding citizens. But of course, yeah. that lady there, you know, she's a woman of God and this is her land, but she considers herself a fine, upstanding citizen, even though she, like a fucking idiot, wasted five minutes of people's time, possibly longer, depending on how long that body cam footage was. Um, you know, but until it starts happening there, where she starts to have complaints and police brutality and la 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 la, then as you say, yeah, then, then the reform. But you know what? Up. But you know what, though? People in that people in that bracket, or people that feel like they're part of their elite class or status, they have that status. When the police do something to them, they know what to do. They go straight to sue them. Yep. They go yeah, straight civil to suit, real quick. Civil mm-hmm. See, we're sitting up here arguing. See, black people, we always play the game wrong because we haven't yeah. been taught. Right, right. We're learning in a lot of areas of life. Not like I'm just saying, like of the system, system, systematic stuff. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Let let a cop be filling up on white women at traffic stops. They get that all the time. You can I'm, yep. plenty of women like this cop did this to me, and I'm like, well, what you gonna do? Oh, we sued them. Yeah. You will yep. never hear about it because they don't got that money. Signed the NDA, and that cop still got his job because the police backed them. But they're uh-huh. getting sued. You see what I'm saying? So it's yeah. not like they don't understand. What's going on? They just know how to handle it. You see what I'm saying? Whereas we're going to be more emotionally combative, like, like with the untamed right. Like, at the end of the day, she's arrested. But if he would not have gotten that car, which is no excuse. Like I, I understand there's no excuse. Everybody's gonna say it's no excuse. But sometimes we have to tell the truth and be like, well, you yes. know what? If he wouldn't have resisted, he probably she, we wouldn't even have been in a situation where she would have to choose between the taser and the gun. I mean, mm-hmm. let me gotta be we gotta be honest yep. about that. We do have to be honest because uh I agree. Because again, there's always a stark difference or a a one side or the other. Yes. Not even realizing that two things can be true. Yes. 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 If if he wouldn't have resisted, because I I thought it was stupid. Like, why the fuck did you even think that you would have to run? Especially, you have someone in the car with you. His girlfriend was in the car. I was like, your girlfriend's in the car with you. Why would you even think? Like, yeah, you would have gotten into some trouble because you you do have a trial waiting. 
uh, of course, the mistake was made because they sent the hearing to the wrong address. Yeah, but still, like, what was the worst that was going to happen to you at that time? That you thought that I'm going to run from the police as if this was what? Grand Theft Auto? So I'm going to just run away and then, you know, I can elude them to the point where the stars disappear and I can just go home and continue with the rest of my day? Like, nah, bro. Chill there. We can fight it in court. But at the same time, you should know that these police don't give a fuck about you to where they will quickly at any given point in time will pull out something on you. Like, survive. Like, the message should be survive. Two things can be right. Yes, she should be held definitely to the upteenth degree accountable for what she done because that was some bullshit. Man, because police officers are human, man. I mean, they're still human. Cause I'm telling you right now, if I was a police officer, you got hey, you start taking off run, I'm tasing your ass. I'm not gonna sit there and argue with you. I'm like, you, you gonna get you gonna goddamn fry fucking with big E if I was a cop. No question. No, listen, listen, I learned the term with the with the uh the army lieutenant that was pepper sprayed by the cop up in Virginia. Yeah, when he was like, What's going on? And that cop said, You about to ride the lightning, son. I'm there's not going to be no questions as you take it off running. I'm not going to chase you with nothing. If how before that taser reaches where it's going to go in your ass, hit me. So you about to ride but, the lightning, son. But, but you know what? No, like, but there's a lot of people that join the force. They get off on that stuff, though. Like, I hope yep. somebody does something so I can tase their ass. Like, yep. like, you can't have those people on the force, man. You got to have more level. Like, because the, because a lot of times you have, and it's, it's very clear. There's some people that we went to school with that has become cops that if I were to say their names, which I'm very close because I'm kind of like not giving a fuck, but yeah. if I were to say the names, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. These people who were weirdos, they, were, they weren't they were cool, they didn't have any type of, you know, barely could get a girlfriend and this, that, and the third, just weirdos. And then they, they join these positions where they know they will have power over power. people. Yeah, people. Yeah. And, then they, and they get off on that shit to where I cannot wait so I can, you know, flex my power over somebody today because back in high school when that dude did blah, 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 you know, they're, they're looking at these black people as that one dude that roasted me in, in the lunchroom or, you know, this or this woman here who uh, turned me down. So it's like they're all throughout. All throughout, and you can tell, you can tell. And yeah, I mean, I, no disrespect to Craig, I know you're a veteran, but I don't know, I don't know if we should be putting veterans as police officers. Well, Not so here's the thing, here's the thing. Stuff like this. Like, How do you feel about with, Craig? Go ahead, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say this part, and then I'm, I'm gonna hand it over to, to the veteran, Mr. Craig Mock. Um, <laughs> even with the instance in Virginia with the with the police officer and the veteran, uh, the army lieutenant, the police officer himself was like, yeah, I'm a veteran too, but I learned to obey. And it's like, yeah. well, who the fuck are you really? Because yeah. in that particular instance, that was a clear, a clear example of someone who like, just looking at you like, yeah, you know, it, whatever pussy you got, you had to pay for it. That type of shit. Or yeah, like, it, you, you just, just a weirdo type of thing. But it's like, Th- th- there was a that black guy had strikes because he was a lieutenant. You never knew. Yeah, the white guy yeah. might have just been a problem for four damn years. You know, ne- I mean, you never know. Yeah. But right. I know that black guy was a lieutenant. He had strikes. Mm-hmm. So, can I, I rebuttal? Was- 
Yeah, go ahead. It, it, it was a whole thing. Okay, yeah. Okay, go ahead, Greg. So I like it when things come full circle, right? Because if uh -huh. you remember a few podcasts ago when we were talking about people got to be held accountable, this, that, and the third, and I was saying, well, you know, there's some underlying mental issues here that we need to take into account. Somebody, uh -huh. we won't say no names. <laughs> Are you meaning the black? Oh, hell Are no. we talking about the guy who for your actions? We're never gonna do that. You can't be blaming all that. But now all of a sudden, well, man, veterans got PTSD. Maybe they shouldn't be police. Craig, okay. oh my god. <laughs> no, before you even get started, we're talking about a veteran who's seen war in action versus a goddamn guy that killed his baby mama for fourteen hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even damn compare the two. We come in full circle, so I, I th thank y'all for bringing it <laughs> full circle. Wow! All, so you say he was say, a as a, as a person that has PTSD, I deal with it just like everybody else. You can get PTSD from being in a physical altercation where you grew up, how you grew up, your parents. So we all have something that we all deal with and we're burdened with, right? Mm -hmm, but okay. police as a whole, if you ask me. They all suffer from PTSD. Why? Because they in the trenches every single day. And but then on top of that, they not only are they in the trenches every single day, we don't do nothing about it. There should be at least in combat, you get rotated out. You go to the front yeah. lines, then you get put in the back lines, you come back to the state. Police, <clears throat> you're conf you're in a confrontation 10, 12 times a day. That is your job. But Craig, do you think if you came when you came back? When you came back from Fallujah, do you think you should have been a police officer as soon as you came back? Yeah, I would have been a great police officer. <laughs> After you done been over there, been in a situation where you were in wartime, like any, like your mentality. You, yeah, you're. It's different. Now, 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 listen. If you're gonna apply that thought process to professionals and not apply it to that dude that shot his whole family, that's being hypocritical. Because you're applying wow. it to one. You're not applying it to all, right? This guy is a civilian. Never did. I'm pretty sure he don't even know how to get to the army recruiter office. <laughs> his baby mama had a $1,400 stimulus check, and she wouldn't give his ass half. And he said, "Bitch, if you don't give me half, you gonna have a fucked up day." She didn't give half, and she had a fucked up day. So you don't think that was some type of mental illness he was suffering from? No, she pulled his card, and he couldn't help it. I mean, well, I mean, well, he might have, he might have had PTSD. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you know, it's amazing that you got on that subject, Craig. Because I was just telling somebody yesterday and this morning, I was like, you know, I, I think I got some type of PTSD because the lack of not, you know, being limited to certain things. And when the kids leave leave my house, and I'm used to having a roommate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Probably, not, but, but I'm used to, and, and even if I didn't talk to that particular person at a particular time, I'm used to having somebody there. I'm used to, and I wake up on my own all the time anyway. But you know, the way I look at officers in certain ways, I've seen them do dirty, and we talking about correctional officers. I've seen them do people dirty in certain type of ways, and it's like, well, dang, you know. And that's not to everybody, but even my, I was one of them ones. I'm about to go out the door, and um, a particular incident happened. I was two weeks out the door. And six officers I never had an issue with came at me like I was the dope boy on the yard. Came at me like I was the one who had everything and sit me down and handcuffed me to a chair and cut my hair and cut my beard. Just because? Just because. Just, just, and, well, just, and I even asked why. 
So then when I finally got a chance to talk to the warden, the warden, she was upset and pissed off about it. But I'm going out the door now. Mm-hmm. And and ever since that day, officers I never had an issue with. Ever since that day, they didn't speak to me no more. I mean, they passed by me, they wouldn't speak. And they used to say, Minister Shaw, how you doing? They didn't speak to me no more. And um, even when I talked to one of the chaplains about it, the chaplain was like, the Holy Spirit won't let them speak to you. They probably been wanting to do that. They so probably been wanting to say something. Phil. Let me ask you something, Phil. Since you were carrying, like, y'all are two, two of the best to talk about that subject of PTSD. Yeah. Do you feel like coming out your situation that you feel like gave you PTSD, do you feel like there's certain things you should do or shouldn't do as a career path? I mean, it's going to be things that you that you no. can't do. <laughs> you know, they're not going to no, allow you to do. No, I'm not saying that like what you can and yeah. can't do. I'm just saying like for someone with PTSD, they can't be under a lot of stress. Right, Craig? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay, then. So why would you come straight out of the military, straight out of a situation you were in, Philip, and get a, get into a situation where there's a high level of stress? Mm. Like being a police officer is a high stressful job. So why right, was but, but PTSD from- is different for every person. Some people yeah. gravitate towards the stress to deal with their P- PTSD, as others try to avoid it. It just depends on how it triggers you. Because you can have anxiety or depression triggered yeah. from PTSD. So, like, if you're the type of person you get upset real easily, yeah, you probably don't need to be in a stressful environment. But at the same time, if you're the type of person, like Philip said, he's used to somebody being there. Well, he stresses when there's nobody around him. That's the trigger mm-hmm. because you've been conditioned in the situation that when somebody, nobody's around, anxiety kicks in. Or yeah. it's the exact opposite. As soon as somebody says something to you, you go to straight 10 and you're ready to pop off because that's how you've had to handle situations. So when your yeah. trigger hits you, it's either your fight or flight mechanism kicks in. So that back, so your your point from what you just said, why would you want somebody now if you're in a, if you're a military personnel and you're just coming back from a wartime incident let's say let's say let's hypothetically say you're coming back from Fallujah like you were you were in a wartime uh uh what's the word I'm looking for anyway you were in a war mm-hmm. sure and you came home you got honorably discharged you did your time you weren't debriefed or nothing like that would should you have been a police officer yeah because I was trained to handle those situations but you were trained to handle, handle it in an aggressive manner. Your your person, Craig, we remember when we first met you when you came home, your personality was different. Listen, you should not have been a police officer. I'm telling hey, you. Hey, we wrestled in the yard, he tried to break my arm. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you, there's no reason. Yeah, you don't you don't think about it because that's your thinking. But when someone opposite is looking at you and be like, damn, that's sort of aggressive. That's not how Craig usually is. I mean, that's you, you know, you're not gonna see it until it happens. No, I get you. That's that's a fair, that's a fair opinion. I respect your opinion. But at the same time, you're not asking police officers to be school teachers either. You're asking them to go find people that are committing crimes and handle the situation. But don't but just every, but every situation you be professional about it course, too. Though. But every situation is not to be handled with force, though. Yeah, but see, that's what they don't, they're not teaching that. That's the, when we yeah. talk about the policy, they, do you know, they get almost 200 hours of uh, weapons training and they get like 10 hours of de-escalation training? Yeah. 
So yeah, and it's but, evident, very right. evident. So the, so when you're when you're talking about putting someone in a high stressful situation, you need to be able to put somebody that can handle the stress and not yeah. well, go zero like, to ten. It's like they have, basically it's like as the you see even with ahead, police right? officers, like even with police officers, like you you see that's the tactic. Just you know. Shut the problem down, then we'll ask questions and go through your, your psyche and all this type of stuff later. But first, I'm gonna put you on your ass. Yeah. You know, because you see all these times of you know people being in handcuffs, they on top of them, they you know, punch them in the side of the face, the yeah, in the, in the kidneys, you know, just whatever to do. I'm gonna subdue you first, and then yeah. I'm gonna worry about your well-being. If yeah. I'm gonna do that, but I'm gonna get these licks off first before anything. You know, I'm not going to treat you like a human being or whatever, because all I'm going to do is I'm going to handle it, the, you know, through force. And then if someone wants to come and see how you're doing, how you're feeling, and see what the actual truth is, and if but you have to take a few is, lumps to, to get there. The thing right, is, ahead, though, it's not just white cops, though. Like, that's what I wish the media was yeah. told. Because trust me, yeah. there's the black cops beating your yeah. ass, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they may, oh, yeah. they may oh, like yeah. us killing you because they know what their outcome is going to be. But trust and believe, they're going to beat your ass, too. Yep. And as Philip said, COs, as I was watching this documentary on Rikers Island. Like, that shit was crazy. Mm -hmm. So I can only imagine, like, what you've been through. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they take a strong individual to come through something like that, man. Because you never know, man. You have, they do dirty shit, man. Like, well, I just don't like Philip, so I'm just going to put something in a cell and then write him up. Yeah, they do yeah. that shit. They, they do that. They do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and, and it's about policy. You know, I, I think I, I did, you know, um, in 2018, when those guys had got stabbed up, you know, it was all over Lee County. I think, you know, um, uh -huh. touch base. I think I had messages from everybody, you know, reaching out to my mom, make sure everything yeah. was okay, communicate with her, trying to figure out what's going on, you know. And, um, you know, you had times to where, you know, you had to actually be concerned for when they open your door. Because yeah. they was moving all those people who got stabbed, who was in that dorm, to different yards all over SCDC. And it, it just got real bad. And But I used five months out of that year in the library reading their policy. Not what yeah. we can do, but what they can't do. Right. And it was so many things that they can't do, so many things that they're supposed to do. But some things they ain't going to do because they short of staff. Take two officers to search a room. But yet, if you yeah. don't know that, you'll let an officer in your room. Mm -hmm. But it's like take two of them. They don't have enough to do that. They supposed to search ten rooms a day. They supposed to piss test ten people a day. You know, it's just stuff like that that they supposed to do a day, and they don't do it because they don't have enough people. But they write it up like they do it, like like it you is. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's, it's almost okay. But that it. brings up that brings up another problem, right? So when they go to recruit, they're not paying people a hundred thousand dollars to follow policy. Who they get? Yeah, right. Yeah, you right. Yeah. All you got to do is know how to count. Is. All you gotta do is know how to count and use a key. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there sometimes, and I and I, I know you don't agree, Eric, but sometimes you need those veterans that understand discipline and policy. Oh yeah, I, I agree, but it's like the police, they either go to one extreme or to the other. Okay, yeah. we're gonna get this veteran that's straight from Iraq, because we know he's gonna bust some ass, or they'll go to the to the other opposite end of the spectrum where we're gonna have we're gonna hire Susan Q. Who don't know how to detain shit? She's five eleven, and so she doesn't. So we're just gonna teach her how to use a taser and a gun and tell her yeah. to get out there. 
Because they're trying to satisfy both ends of the spectrum. They're trying to show diversity by hiring women. They're trying to show that we care about hiring veterans. But then at the end of the day, you still got to decide, is it is it the policy that drives the aggression or is it the person? That brings mm. me back. Do you think affirmative action is bad now? Ooh. Uh, it depends on, it's, I think it's situational. I yeah. think the idea of it is to level the playing field. But you but know it, how it, I am. Anytime the government gives you anything, Mm-hmm. It's always at a cost, and it's normally to benefit them. So, really, they pass affirmative action so they can say, oh, we gave you a bone. Now, uh-huh. you, can't, now you have to vote for us to get what we really want going. Yeah. So, well, see, affirmative action is the same way. Like, anytime the government gives you something, it's at a cost, and it normally benefits them. Mm-hmm. Yep. But affirmative action is putting people in positions that don't deserve those positions. So it's the th- the thing even with affirmative action is is as Craig said it's it's to say well we did this for you yeah but the problem is we're going to use affirmative action to get you in these pre- prestigious schools and these colleges but we're not going to address the shitty school system that basically kind of you know held your hand and, and put you through without you actually knowing or being able to operate at this level that we're going to affirmative action your way too. So it's still a lose-lose situation. And so now you've got people pointing not at the policy, but you got people pointing at the black people. They they just want a handout and they just want that. Like over the last few weeks, you know, all these people who uh, these teachers who's been exposed on these Zoom calls when they talk about these black people that failed their class and all these type of things and they, you know, criticize affirmative action is like you know, well, it's kind of true. It's like you, they come through these shitty school systems that y'all ignore, that y'all don't invest in or anything like that. And then, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and let that one go to Yale. We're going to let that one go to Harvard. So it's yeah. like, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's or absolutely like the crazy. Women's, or like the women's rights movement. And the reason I, when I say women's, when I say affirmative action and women's rights, we know affirmative action. That little part of the bill didn't always meant wasn't always meant for the black people. So, you know, like I believe a woman can do anything she could put her mind to, but there are certain jobs I feel like women are not better suited for. Like, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't want to if I'm in why 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 as a woman would you want to work, Philip, in a correctional facility around a bunch of men? Well, I mean, and that's and that's just it, you know. Um, I guess the same way a man want to work at a woman thing. You got a lot of women, and not all of them, because all of them have our best interests. All of them look at the benefits or look at the fact that they can go work a third shift job and still get home and take care of their kids. And that's um, true. But you know, a lot. But some of them do have our best interests. However, some of them are there for, you know, to get their get on. You know what I mean? And they know, no, what what, I mean, are, you know, or they got that mixed. What I'm asking is, is why would you put a woman in a in a male dominated facility? Why why, they, they why, would, why not hire a woman to be in a woman's correctional facility? Why would you hire a female to be in a male in a male facility where she's already going to be nervous? She's already yeah. going to be, you know, what I'm saying like affirmative back. Honest with you, some of those some of those women are actually the hardest officers in there. That, that's true because, too. Because, because because they feel like they feel like they got that protection. 
And, and I used to tell, you know, you have some people that are, not all officers, people are like this, but you have some of them that are cordial, that are loving, that are kind, but you have some of them that are just like, like, like Rafi said earlier, some of them are just complete buttholes. But I also look at it at the fact that I told one officer one day, I said, y'all, because uh, it was how they was mistreating somebody. And I said, man, y'all don't even know. Y'all should thank some of these guys for allowing y'all to go home. Because mm -hmm. y'all are short of staff. They're not short of inmates. Right. So, the staff. Yeah. So, so, so some of these guys are not going home. You know, some of them guys got time on their hand. Like, like, like we're talking about 99 and a half, which just won't do. They're not going yeah. home. And for you to further oppress them by simple stuff, simple stuff, it's not worth it. You know, it's, you know, I, I keep those guys lifted in prayer every single day. You know, I pray not, not just not just SCDC and but all the Carolinas, but all over the world, because that bondage is 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 something that outside I would rather be bounded that way than be bounded on the outside and still mentally unstable right. or mentally tied down and mentally or unaware or mentally in shackles from the unknown. And that's right. why it's it's platforms like this to make people be un, be known because we all have different perspectives. We all been through different things. We grew up together, went four different ways, but yet we still together. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but let me say this. Let me say this. LeBron is still better than Jordan. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Damn, <bullshit. laughs> he, he, he brought a championship to three different cities, right? Yeah. Now LeBron is out with a broken leg just so he can beat the Knicks. He coming back to play, y'all. Man, he on vacation, man. Jordan used to do it too. No win. Jordan never set out in the playoffs. Jordan never. used to do it too. Name one. Name one playoff. Jordan. Name one season. Jordan set out. 88, 89. Yeah. Yeah. They set his ass out. Isaiah Thomas set his ass out. Which one? the reserve. <laughs> hey, listen. Is the is LeBron gonna beat the Clippers, Craig? Yeah. Yes. So wow. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I asked that Craig. The Clippers look really strong right now, but at the same time, you know, of course, we don't care about that regular season. It's all about what happens. Y'all yeah. know what time it is in playoff time? Turn up time. Get your baby powder ready. Get your baby powder ready. Now, all I'm saying say is. I will say that boy Stephen Curry. I, I ain't yeah. gonna lie, he's something else. Listen, I, I don't feel bad. Honestly, yeah. as far as the situation that he's in, like it, it's just it's just kind of the ebb and flow of the game. So you know he yeah. was dominant, dominant, and you know just things happen. So you know he's he's on the down season, but yeah, he is incredible. Absolutely, yeah. incredible. he's gonna have to go ahead and go ask for Trey. But he not. He said he want to stay yeah. at one team. He said he yeah, want to be he like. Said, he said that. He said he, he want to stay on one team. But, but if that he, means if he does that, that means championships is not his mainstay no more. Nah, I, he I need to come to Charlotte I, anyway. I was about to say the same yeah. thing. He need to go ahead and come on home to Charlotte. But I, I don't I, know. I don't want Lamelo off the court, man. Well, that's that's true. That's I true. don't want Lamelo off the court. Uh, and that and if he were to come to Charlotte, you know, Lamelo's going straight to Golden State. Um, yeah. The Warriors ain't stupid. If we're going to give us something like, like Steph Curry, now nah, we're going to need some young assets back. 
and Lamelo's gonna be the first one on that list. I think I think Steve Kerr can build a team though. They got Andrew, what is it Wiseman out there? They got yeah, uh, but but Curry. He's, he's out with a um what a, a meniscus tear or something. So oh, he, yeah. he has season uh ended injury maybe what last week or so. Yeah, dude, you got Clay still out. He's good, but but he's still young. But um, I don't see Clay going anywhere. I don't see Clay leaving. They um, not going They got their big three still. They have Andre back. Yeah, not Andre. So, uh, yeah. The thing Drummond. is, the, yeah. the thing is, uh, it it kind of speaks to who's around them. Honestly, you have Andrew Wiggins, who was the number one pick, who honestly is uh, I, I I won't call him a bust. But he definitely is is has not achieved with the expectations they had. You know what I was about to say about that, Raffy? Uh-huh. I think Cleveland stunned. Well, he didn't when he got traded to the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. I think that was the worst thing for. Him. I think if he would if they would have kept him in Cleveland and brought LeBron in, they still could have brought in another piece because yeah. Andrew Wiggins he didn't cost much. No, but they traded him to the Timberwolves to get another couple pieces. Yeah, well, but, and they got what well, they traded him to, to the Timberwolves to get Kevin Love. Yeah, to get to Kevin, Kevin Love, Love to, to Cleveland. Yeah, so you know LeBron was basically trying to do Miami 2.0. You know, it was like, well, D Wade yeah. and Bosh. You know that they they wash now. Uh, we just got our ass whooped it by uh, San Antonio. So I'm gonna go over here, Kyrie Irving looking like a monster. Um, let me get you know who who's better than Chris Bosh or just as good. Okay, let's do Kevin Love. He's rotting over there in Minnesota. Minnesota would make that happen. So I I do think going to Minnesota was a very bad move for him because you start off in a franchise that is infamous, infamously bad. Yeah. As far as building talent and the talent that they were able to be lucky with, like your Kevin Garnett's and Stephon Marbury's. They all yeah. wanted to bolt, and then when they bolted, they they did nothing but shit on Minnesota. So it was yeah. like you go to a, a team like that. Hell, Jimmy Butler when he went to Minnesota, uh, you know, forced his <laughs> way out because they they were a shitty organization. So you know, that's why like you got a, you got that great center in Carl Anthony Towns who's just wasting away there, wasting away, wasting away, and they have a good core. It's like that they, they got. Uh, when um, D'Angelo Russell comes back, they got D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards. Uh, but they've always had really good teams, though. That's the thing. They've always had good teams, but they can never put anything together because the organization never. sucks. It, so that's why, you know, to go ahead and make some moves or come on down to South Beach right now. Man, L.A., L.A., man. Like, those Nuggets look good. Dallas looks good. Can L.A. beat Dallas? In the playoff, Craig? Yeah. I like Dallas. I mean, I haven't been down to one of their games this year. I, I went last year, but uh-huh. I I think they, they they catch heat, and they seem to catch it pretty regular. Yeah. I, it's, they got a team it, that can beat L.A. I, I, speaking of Dallas, Craig, speaking of Dallas, Craig, like, go Cowboys. <laughs> damn, <laughs> y'all! You and Craig got the worst fucking picks of any damn ever. Dallas and LA, like y'all just, y'all, I'm, uh, I'm almost certain y'all just go for the fab teams. Bad teams. You a Clemson fan, and y'all never win the championship again. What? <laughs> I said it. What? 
Them fighting we words. Win this year. We won't no. win this year. Y'all will never win one again. Ever. Why? Why? As long as we alive, y'all won't win another championship. Why? Y'all won't do it. Y'all won't do it. It's over with. It's over with. We got the same team we had. We we basically got the 2.0 team. No, we had no you don't. You don't even got your defense. You, you got the same defense. Yeah. We no. got Brian Greasy, KJ Henry, Miles Murphy. We no. good now. Good. You wasn't good last year. Yeah, that, that was last year. We was terrible. No, no. It's over with, y'all. You'll see. No. Y'all going to lose four games this year. Four. Nah, we won't lose four. We might lose four. against Georgia. We might lose against Georgia, but I don't see four. All I'm saying lose. is, you know, go, going back, you know, y'all know me. I've never been the football guy. You know, mm -hmm. I, I just know surface level shit. But there's just one team that nobody can sleep on. Oh. <laughs> Miami. It's the, it's the Miami boy. That's all I'm saying. Y'all still yeah. got to come to us. Brooklyn who? Bro Brooklyn? Brooklyn. We yeah, just beat them boys. We beat them boys last night. Bubble, man. Hey, don't, don't we said Kevin Durant down last night. Huh? Hey, listen. I'm going to tell you about talk about PTSD. Your basket case free and Kyrie Irving, Craig. What does he got going on? <laughs> I, try I try to stick up for Kanye and Kyrie, and it's like they just do something <laughs> outrageously. Uh, like, they don't I don't make know it what easy, Kyrie got going on now. Listen, it's, 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 it's that thing where it's like, okay, you know, I'm trying my best to give you the benefit of the doubt, but you keep fucking up. And so at some he said point, something crazy. He's too woke. Which one? That's what it is. Who said something? They both say stuff, you know, it's crazy shit. Kyrie. Kyrie, Kyrie. said something crazy the other day. You know what? When speaking of Kanye, I don't think Kanye is crazy. I just think you know? Kanye has so much knowledge that it's just hard for him to get it out. Like, you don't. Yeah. Babies got knowledge, Eric, and they can't get it out. Babies so, got knowledge. Yeah. But if the babies got knowledge, they can't get it out. You don't make a billion being crazy. Here's, here's here's my thing okay. with Kanye. I think one, Kanye was uh was a victim to what we talked about, you know, many podcasts ago. Uh, when it comes to thinking that I need something exotic on my arm to feel successful, that's why he got into the trap of the Kardashians. Uh, and then he was in a get out situation. He was he was in a get out. Uh, predicament with the Kardashians um, and he did what he had to do to you know get out uh, had to destroy the quote unquote family and all of these type of things but now that he I, I think I think we're, we're, we're going to see the college dropout graduation late registration Kanye you know yeah. I think that Kanye coming back I think the the Bush doesn't like black people. Kanye is coming back. You know what I'm saying? At least that's yeah, my hope. And man, if it doesn't Kanye, happen, and if it doesn't no, happen, it, it's, if that Kanye doesn't come back, it's Phillips' fault. I don't know how, but it is. I take it. I take yeah, it. I, I like Kanye, man. Kanye is doing everything that we as black men say we want to do that yeah. we always talk about doing. He does it, and then when he's doing it, he's doing it in a way that's unconventional. And they'll call him crazy. Like, I was watching this thing he was talking about one day. It was just like, 
you know, why can't I be as good, big as Tom Ford or Polo? And he was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I don't want to have a, a partnership with Adidas. I want to own my own brand. You see what True. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I understand what he's mm-hmm. saying, but his, his, yeah. his thought process is so far out there, we can't see it because we're not on that. We can't conceive it because we're not at that level yet. I'm just talking about financially. Yeah, we can do things the way he's doing it. Which is true. And I, I will say in a lot of instances, in a lot of areas, he definitely was ahead of his time. And and with all the jokes aside, he is one of my favorite uh, people to kind of look at and follow. Um, I put him in that same category of DMX. Like my, my same opinion, the opinion I have of DMX, just I, I was, I'm more of a fan of Earl Simmons than the artist. Like yeah. I'm more a fan of Kanye the man than Kanye the artist because yeah. these are people who are unapologetically themselves. They aren't afraid exactly. to be themselves. They aren't afraid to walk their own path, follow their own dreams, even you know how no, no matter how ridiculous they may look or how people may perceive them to be. Like this is my life. This is my walk. These are my flaws. This is me, and I'm going to go for what I believe in. So that he. He falls into that category as far as people I respect, and uh, because I and identify that goes to show you, that goes to show you how the industry destroys us too. Oh, yeah. when, when, you, when you're the one that they can't control, they're gonna feed everything you want to get you out of there. Because yep. DMX yep. at one point in time was bigger than Jay Z and all of them. He definitely could have been bigger than Jay Z. Oh yeah, he yeah. definitely could have been. But they knew he had a crack problem, and they knew that he was he was he was gonna be the rebel. He didn't need Def Jam. He was getting right. to a point where he didn't need a major label. Right. And Def Jam needed him. Kanye, Kanye don't need a major label now. Kanye yeah. can say, you know what? I'm gonna start my own record company, and I'm gonna drop a 15 uh, track album tomorrow morning. It'll sell out at 12 o'clock tonight. Yep. Mm-hmm. It sure will. That's kind of the point he was making when he was saying he was biggest, like some of these other uh-huh. these designers and, yeah. and creators. Yeah. And, yep. Like, and he is basically because he revived yeah. he he revived Adidas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the only reason yep. why Adidas is still around right now. Yeah, yep. but his his point is, and I, and I and I agree and I disagree. Like he wants to be the next Adidas or whatever. He wants to own it. And the only problem is when you get to those echelons, it's so cutthroat. Yeah. Like, if you're not willing to ride Kelly Steel, huh? Adidas had to be a cut. Nike was the first. Why can't he beat Adidas? Why can't why can't a black man beat Adidas? But why did he have I don't think he had to go. I think he could have just did his own brand thing. He I don't think he necessarily had to go that that, that route anyway. Because that's what he was saying. He didn't want yeah. to. He had yeah. he did. the only reason why he parted with a, ended up parting with Adidas was because he had the his shoes was not selling. Yeah. He couldn't get he the market would not push his shoes until he got a major distributor. Just like mm-hmm. with music, like Raphael can make music all day long and put it out, but on streaming, there's like a million artists right now streaming. Yeah. So you gotta go through a million people just to hear Raphael. But if Raphael could just get a major back and that distributor just to push him a little bit further, you will forget about a million and just listen to Raphael. Right. Let me lose. Let me do some name dropping real quick. Dante Credo, my favorite rapper. You know, what I mean, I've been 
been rocking with him from beating on beating on the tables in, in middle school. He's been battle rapping ever since then. And then even through this ministry, he's been supporting and everything. But yeah. um it, it's a girl in Atlanta, her name's Cynthia Dick. She came out with a shoe line. She is the highest paid female with a tennis shoe. Yeah. Highest paid female, and she do football. She, you know, she she does women's football, and she didn't go through no major thing like this. It's called Trano. And she did it all, and now she got a multi-million dollar contract on tennis shoes, and you would never know that until unless you just look for it. But we talking about shoes at one thirty-five, and she's somebody that you can touch. She's she was born in Greenville. She's from the Carolinas, and she's staying in Georgia. So now, it's like you wow. Got, you know? If she partnered with Adidas, you talking about if she would have? No, I'm saying now think about it. She's doing that now, but if she was a partner with Adidas. I guarantee you'll hear about her shoes. We won't have to search for them. That's true enough, but she's not Kanye either. She's yeah, not Kanye either. But that's the point that I'm making. Like a distributor, yeah, yeah. having yeah. a distributor does so much more for you. Having a major backer does so much more for you because it takes that lead work of having to put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like that's like everybody know Dante Credo now. Because they see him on Instagram, but imagine if they could see him on commercials on mainstream TV. Right. And I think I have a mainstream TV face. I think, at least I like to think so. Come tell you, like, some of these rap artists, fuck, they just mainstream, though. They got major yeah, backing. They just got the backing. So, you know, yeah. one thing that I do appreciate, of course, there are pros and cons as far as independent versus major labels and major backing and things of that nature. You know, so like, Say with the instance of uh, what's the girl's name? You uh, in Georgia. Oh, Santia Dick. Yeah. So like track, track, track baby. Yeah. So uh, shout out to track baby. So you know collab is coming soon, even though she has no idea who I am yet. But <laughs> um, the thing is with her shoes, when she sold them, she got one hundred percent of those profits. Exactly. So she may not have needed to be in front of fifty million people and sold. You know, twenty-five million shoes. But the problem is, there's twenty different people that's taking pieces from that profit. Yeah. So she'll need to sell twenty million to see a real profit type of thing. Yeah. But if she's independent on the ground, she can sell a hundred thousand and see a real good profit because she's getting one hundred percent of. You know, if she's selling shoes. What you say at, at one thirty-five? So. Yeah. Multiply 135 by 100,000. Yeah, exactly. I'm good, you know. I would good. rather be. I would rather be independent too. I'm just yeah. thinking, like, you know, like that's like Young Ma. She's one of my favorite artists right now. Yeah, you you don't hear much of her unless you search mm -hmm. for her. Right. Uh, yeah. it's, that, like I don't want. Like, yeah, I want my money, but like these artists, like, uh, who would I say? Chris Brown, who owns a yeah. hundred percent of his masters and royal and royalties, mm -hmm. right? Everybody's not a Chris Brown, though. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. So it's like you got to take the pros with the cons. Like, do you want your That's face true. out there, or do because, you want to have to? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you're not wrong. Like, I I don't want to say that you know as far as you know independent versus a major put because it, it, you're not going wrong either way because they both definitely have their their advantages and there are you know some cons to to each you know to going to each side uh because as in the hypothetical you know Shantia deck uh instance you know if she sells you know a hundred thousand you know that's a lot of work you're gonna have to put in yourself to sell those hundred thousand you know versus you know I can just show up 
do a performance here and there, and then you know, with a major backing, do one little performance, and then that's get all that fifty million people, you know. So mm-hmm. you know that, that there are there are perks and and you know things like that that you know will make each one a good choice to make. So you know, but yeah, we we getting in there. I'm actually getting back into uh back into the music thing. I uh, linked up with a few people back in Shelby. Shout out to uh, C. Rule. Shout out to Alex J. Shout out to Rhythm Q and, you know, a bunch of others. Uh, little yes. Buddy. Uh, that That's my man's right there. We did the, uh, yeah, like, we did like the Sub-Zero too. track. Yeah. So, and, yeah, uh, that's one of my favorite ones, too, on that. I want to do a video to that thing so bad because I got, the, like, the craziest concept. And, and more to come back about to come out, too? Yep. So... Yeah. So I'm, you know, it, so I'm I'm getting yeah. into that whole publishing stuff. So it's just you know I'm getting back into it. Um, getting back into the battle May fifteenth. So like a little less than a month Let's from go. now, I'm back into the ring. I'm battling someone who's going to die, and you <laughs> know, it's you know that's just how it is. But all that being said, speaking of in the ring, I do want to talk about about this a little bit because we we had a hilarious take about this guy last time that he was in the ring. So. <laughs> Are we gonna show this little clip and then you know we're we gonna go ahead and uh and wrap it on up but check this <laughs> check this out check this out Snoop Dogg is hilarious, man. I said good night, Irene. <laughs> Jake Paul won oh, another tonight. Yeah, so that's the thing. So, you know, we talk about Jake Paul where he, he knocked Nick Robinson out and Snoop Dogg over here having everybody laughing at him. So he had a fight this past weekend on Triller. It was another fight against a former boxer now, not just a regular. It wasn't a celebrity boxing match. It was against a, a, an actual boxer. An MMA fighter, Ben Askren, if I'm not mistaken. But oh my God. Oh, Nate. No, Nate. The, oh my God. He hit him flush. He hit him flush. Yeah. So, but but that was a three-piece combo. He hit him with the uppercut, the left, and then that right hook. Yeah. Oh man. So out there fighting like a 1940s fighter with that old this ass. This what just happened. Yeah. Ben Askren. Like that That's that uh, oh, okay. that, uh, Come on, man. Jake Paul hey, being a lot back, more disciplined back. than I thought. Yeah, that's yeah, the style Jake. the fighters used to use in the 1930s. He's about to change that shit up. Oh, there's a left hook on the top of the head. <laughs> hey, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg a fool. Right to the motherfucking He's a fucking bad boy, dude. He is. Jake, get out. I'm trying to tell you. Bad boy. You think I'm going to put $2 million on the motherfucking goofball? Jake Paul sparred with former world champion John Pasquale. Oh, man. So, oh, uh, what happened? <laughs> he basically had another fight, and he uh, knocked this dude out. And it, it was it was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Jake Paul sparred with former world champion John Pasquale. Ah, I have to keep that in mind. I have to keep that in mind for next time. But uh yeah, he knocked this dude clean out. And um I actually know how to get around that. So we're gonna go ahead. But yeah, so we, we had that hilarious take. 
Jake Paul is is actually um is he is he something serious now? Is is he um somebody you don't play with? Because Jake Paul to knock somebody else out now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I ain't gonna crown him just yet. Oh man, I want to see, see a real fight first. I do too. Now, with that said, there's been some people that has been coming out like BJ Penn was like, "Yo, let me get at him." Um, um, what's that actor dude who's like was cracked out recently? Um, cracked out. Yeah, like the um, he was the comedian, the 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 comedian actor dude, uh, Davison, something Davison, Pete Davison. Uh, Pete Davidson, yeah. yeah. He don't need yeah, to fight. He, he, <laughs> I, right. to I was fight like, nah, like bro. Crawford. Yeah, I was what? like, nah, bro, don't do not do that. Yeah, Pete Davidson would challenge uh, Jake Paul to a fight. They ain't yeah, even in the same weight he, class. He's fighting, he's fighting his brother, right? He's fighting Logan Paul. Somebody fighting Mayweather is, right? I, yeah. I thought it was... But, but I, I thought he was the same dude to be honest. Like Jake Paul, Logan Paul, I thought they were the same dude. But yeah, they they, uh, they both went famous on on YouTube and doing yeah. all those crazy crazy videos. Oh, but that's crazy. That's crazy. Like so, that's what we trying to do. We trying to hit a million, y'all. Like, what's up? Talk my credo at YouTube.com. Like y'all y'all do that. Y'all go yeah. subscribe. Like run them numbers up. Like for real. Stop playing. Um, up 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 up. Yeah, like. Y'all stop playing. Y'all, y'all, y'all playing with us. We got plans. We got big plans. We trying to bring forth to y'all, but we need y'all to run them numbers up. Thank <laughs> you. But all that being said, man, like it, it was hilarious watching this. And I, I got a uh, another way because I got to I got to show the end of this fight, um, and how this knockout came to be. And <laughs> so we gonna watch it. We gonna watch it again. <laughs> was he not waiting on it? No, man. And it's a wrap. Rewind it back a, a little bit, Rafi. Rewind it back again. It's a wrap. I just want to see the last part. <laughs> he was calling the fight before he even swung. Yeah. Hey, he's hilarious, man. <laughs> <laughs> he stepped into this too. Yep. Oh, he missed Dude, the I first. Got you. Yep. Yeah. Doop. 
I don't, uh, he's still. I don't know if he's ready for an actual actual fight, but he lost none. Yeah, I'm like you know he. I will say this: I definitely give him props because you can tell that he's serious about it. You know, yeah, he is. Like he he is serious about it. He he he's not. This isn't like you know a prank or just something to do for views or whatever. He's serious about it, and you can tell. And yeah. I think with the other dude Ben Askren, um, I think. He he didn't take it seriously. He thought this was just a YouTube kid, and and he he didn't show up thinking that he would be as sound as he was. Now I'm not saying yeah. he's you know Floyd May uh, Floyd Mayweather or Roy Jones or anything like that, but I can tell you can tell he, especially just from you know watching the last fight with Nate Robinson and 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 this fight, it's like you can tell he's put he's putting in he's work. Putting, he's so, putting in work, yeah. So. Shout out to, to Jake Paul, man. It's hilarious. I can't wait to see you know what happens next. Um, and yeah, so I, I just found it was funny. And it's like I said, Snoop Dogg is hilarious, man. I I, I need him to be on more commentary. I, I need him to uh to do commentary on like the NBA finals or something like that. And just yeah, <laughs> just let him yeah. talk his shit. Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> he is hilarious, but we're going to go ahead and get up out of here, man. But there's one more clip that I want to play of the, the great Malcolm X and the, the message that we need to adopt for the black community. If white immigrants can come to this country 50 years ago with nickels and dimes and no education and come here and pool their little nickels and dimes and no education into, with, and set up little stores, develop these stores into larger stores, develop this into an industry which creates job opportunities for whites. Since Lincoln was supposed to have freed the black man a hundred years ago, and today the black man, according to the government economist, has spending power of $20 billion per year. We feel that with the black man spending $20 billion a year, not setting up any businesses, not creating any industry, not creating any job opportunities for his own kind, He's not in a moral position to point the finger today at the white man and tell the white man that he's discriminating against him for not giving him a job in factories that he has he himself set up. If the black man has $20 billion and these so-called Negro leaders are such geniuses that they can integrate white restaurants and integrate white factories and integrate force themselves into that which the white man has set up, they should use this same ingenuity to show the black people how to pool our wealth and set up something of our own. And then we won't have to force our way into his anymore. One more thing I would like to point out concerning what he said about 125th Street. We don't waste our time on 125th Street, but you can reach more people in the street who want to change than you can in the bourgeoisie society, the bourgeoisie church, in the bourgeoisie circles. We, our program is directed toward the man in the street. So we spend our time in the street, and what we do with that man, instead of trying to change the white man in your mind and make, uh, make you accept us, we change the mind of the black man and make him accept himself. And as soon as he accepts himself, he'll solve his own problem. He won't be trying to force himself into your factory. Yeah. What else needs to be said? Like, yeah. but that's that's the frustrating part because the things that we talk about, these figures have been saying 60, 70 years ago. 
mm-hmm. you know, and and we still haven't we still haven't figured it out yet. It, it honestly has gotten worse. It's gotten worse. So until let's find out a way if you're listening and this is something that interests you or something you're passionate about, you know, each one reach one at this point. Teach one another to accept yourself and not to walk around obsessing and stressing about trying to be accepted by white people and, oh, my God, you must accept me into your establishment that you built. You can spend that same energy doing it yourself. Like, you just heard what he said. When you accept yourself and you know the problems that we have, we can fix them ourselves. The hole that we've been put in, we can come out of that hole ourselves. We can do it ourselves because understand, the things that they profit off of, they profit off of us anyway. We, we, we dictate the culture. Look at the music. Look at the style. Look at the language. All of yeah. this stuff came from black people, came from us. We, we're the innovators. We can do this. All of the inventions and techno, technological advances that we've had in this country come from us. We can do that. We can mm-hmm. fix our own problems. So let's get to it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so look, man. We, we want to thank y'all. Craig Mack had, had to bow out. Um, but on behalf of Craig Mack and my other brothers from another, Minister P. Shaw, Eric Shabazz, yeah. the magic man. Yes, Listen, man, we want to thank y'all for tuning in to another episode. Great episode, man. It's all love with when my, my fam is, is in the building, the boys back in town. And until next time, again, be safe. Uh, you know, let's let's we can do it ourselves. We can solve our own problems, y'all. I promise y'all, we can. We can. It was true 60 years ago. It's true today. Yep. So be safe. Take care. And until next time, peace out. Yes, sir. Peace.